You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? As always, it is your boy, your host, Sosa Kremenges. I'm a fantasy analyst at PFF and your host here at the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams and part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Before we dive into this episode, I wanted to remind you guys that winning your league starts with the right data. Vinny Iyer of The Sporting News provides you the edge you need in your fantasy football leagues. Locked On Fantasy Football is a daily podcast all year round, so your fantasy team never fails. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to another episode here. This is your Wednesday episode at the Locked On Rams pod. And while I sound a little bit excited right now because I typically say the same thing every Wednesday before we start, I tell you guys that it's going to be an interesting, good episode because you guys know my man Brad Motter's on the other line. But this one is a little bit more somber today because we kind of got a wrench thrown into our plans here in terms of what we were going to cover. And unfortunately, the news struck today that Los Angeles Rams running back Cam Akers tore his Achilles and he's going to miss the entire 2021 NFL season. And I don't know about this one because I feel like Rams fans may have a tough time coping with this kind of news, Brad, because when you look at the Rams, maybe since, you know, 2017, when Sean McVay got to LA, the Rams have never really had to suffer a huge injury like this, at least in the preseason or, you know, for the duration of an entire season. Of course, you know, you lose guys like Cooper Cup in 2018 to that torn ACL and he misses that long playoff run. Or you even mentioned it prior to the call, uh, left tackle Andrew Whitworth last year, about five or six weeks. But there's never been a long-term injury like this where a guy's out for the entire season for the Rams. That's a very important player. So terrible news, my man. I know, Brad, you heard about it. How do you feel about this news? And ultimately, I know you're disappointed like I am. But, you know, how are you feeling right now after, you know, getting a few hours to sort of settle down with this news uh, becoming sort of settled in? Yeah, it's a gut punch for sure. You know, I mean, you're looking at this, you know, off season. We've been talking about what does this offense look like with Matt Stafford? How does it come together? Andrew Whitworth saying, you know, maybe it's his last year coming in strong, feeling healthy. McVay can go back to the deep ball. Got Deshaun Jackson. This running game is going to be the perfect fit in here. Cam Akers really finished the season strong. Everything was like momentum, momentum, momentum. And this one was just like a flat tire. You know, we're on Mm -hmm. the side of the road trying to call AAA, a.k.a. maybe a free agent. We're also looking just to get the the replacement in and and Henderson and the rest of the gang and get back out on the road and just got to stay positive and and figure out, you know, make make a way to get this car up and running again because man, momentum and, and excitement was high coming into the season. Unlike, you know, really anything other, really I'm looking back to that, you know, Super Bowl run that season of excitement where it was like, we're going all in. It felt like that again with Matt Stafford and, and Cam Akers was a massive part of why this offense was going to go. So yeah, not exactly how I expected the day. Actually, I, I told you, man, I, I wasn't supposed to be on this podcast today. I had a friend coming in and and speaking of the car reference, he actually had a blown tire and decided to switch yeah. up the the trip a little bit. And uh, this news broke 30 minutes later, and I, I texted my fiance and said, hey, look, I know I'm not supposed to be on the podcast today, but plans <laughs> fell through, and this is happening. Like, I got to go talk to my man Sosa. I got to vent. I've got to – we got to figure out what's next because at this point in the NFL, that's really all you can do, right? What's next? You, you, you hope you can – get him back next year and you hope that too much isn't taken off as this young, great career. And and that's what I really hope and and really that he can just get to the next step and get surgery done and start, you know, rehab. And that's a long process, man. Achilles and at his position, who is, 
you know, a runner using his legs. And you just hope that this didn't really like knock anything long term off of what his career could have been. Don't want to look in the dark side of it yet, but it's never great to see a guy who is just coming in. I mean, we were talking before this. I mean, literally three days ago, it's, you know, promotion of New Jersey's Cam Akers, Eric Dickerson passing the torch and and now the torch is out, you know, and, and it's back to the mm-hmm. drawing board. And we're looking at uh, Daryl Henderson as like, all right, man, you're, you're the guy. You know, we drafted you uh, in, in a high position to come in and, and you know, have some some gusto in this offense. So uh, Sean McVay, the rest of the team, they seem confident that they'll pick up with the pieces. But, man, it, it was just like you said, we haven't had to deal with this in the Sean McVay era, at least as far as having a big time name going out this early for this long. So. Uh, just kind of scratching your head and still in that shock point of, all right, it's Henderson and the rest of the group moving forward. Yeah, this is a tough one to swallow because Cam Akers is just such a likable guy. You know, it's so much further than just what happens on the football field. And I feel like as fans and as media, we sort of forget about that aspect of it because right. everything in this sports world just happens a million miles per minute. And you can't really sit down and digest anything. But when you look at Akers now, over the next 12 months, his life is going to be tough, man. You got to talk about this extensive rehab, probably a lot of self doubt. You know, can I come back and be the same player? Um, A lot of pain, a lot of stress, all these types of things being on the sidelines for maybe the first time in his career and his life, watching your teammates go to battle every week and you can't do anything about it. This sucks. You know, it sucks on a personal level. And I feel so bad for Cam makers because you know that he's just such a well-liked player by his teammates, his coaches, Everyone that's ever really been around him, the fans, like you probably can't find a single bad thing to be said about this guy. So I think that's just super unfortunate. But of course, you know, there is that football aspect of it as well. And in my opinion, I thought, and like you said too, I thought this guy was really going to be in a good spot this season to start to become one of those upper echelon, potentially elite running backs in the NFL. And that just sucks because you talked about it, Matthew Stafford, Deshaun Jackson, all these other guys, these new additions. You're finally getting ready to see what maybe could rival that 2018 Rams offense when they, of course, went to the Super Bowl. And it just takes a big hit now with Cam Akers being sidelined. But you mentioned him, Daryl Henderson, probably the next guy up. I think most people would suggest that that would be the case. I really think this guy has a lot of game to give. So when I look at Daryl Henderson, you know, obviously he played a little bit last season for the Rams. I, I want to say it was right around when Cam Akers had that rib injury and he was knocked out for a few weeks and Daryl Henderson had to step in and sort of take that bell cow workload, I guess, you know, Malcolm Brown was a little bit in there as well, but it was pretty much the Daryl Henderson show for a few weeks. And we really got to see who this guy was for the first time. And I feel like for the most part, He was pretty good. There wasn't really any drop off. This guy was explosive as well. Very good in that outside zone scheme. He's got very good vision and things like that. And there's a lot of interesting numbers that I'm going to dive into in the next segment. But Brad, you know, you mentioned him, Daryl Henderson. Do you think ultimately going from Cam Akers and probably Daryl Henderson, that one-two pairing to whatever is now, if that's Daryl Henderson and Xavier Jones or some of these other guys or Daryl Henderson and a free agent or whoever it may be. When you look at this offense, you look at this running game, are you a lot more concerned in the sense that they're not going to be able to replicate what they should have been with that healthy backfield? Or do you think they're going to just find you know a way to kind of mask up enough of it and uh, be able to still be at least relatively productive or as close as they could be, regardless of losing K-Makers, even though it's a big loss and you're never really going to replace a guy like that? Yeah, I think you got some really good stats you're going to drop on us here soon. But Henderson's got the ability, man. I think that's what's exciting is that there is – 
some drop off when you go from a guy like Cam Akers that's just built for contact, speed, agi- like he has kind of that total package that you're always looking for in the running back, can do multiple things, can catch the ball, can block. Like he literally can check a lot of those boxes where Henderson, maybe not so much, right? And he definitely has some big playmaking ability. He can, you know, hit the home run. He can find the holes. He can get, pick up those yards. But the one thing that scares me and always did about uh, Henderson since he came here with the Rams was his own injury concern, right? So, like, mm-hmm. as a bell cow back that we were expecting Cam Akers to be, and then it was going to be kind of, you know, sprinkle in some Henderson. It, was, it felt like that was a great one-two. But now, you know, Henderson having to be the one and be kind of the majority back, and I'm sure, like you said, they've got, you know, a handful of guys here – Uh, that they're going to try to sprinkle in there. But my only worry is, is what happens if he gets hurt? Because that is already my big concern about him in general was like, even if he had 30% of the workload, I was still a little concerned about, can he make it through the whole season? We just haven't seen it from him yet. So now that he Mm -hmm. potentially could be the 70% guy or the 60% guy, now you're maybe overusing what his body maybe should take. And again, he... He's played a lot of ball in his life, and he's been the star back. So, I mean, obviously he's handled those carries looking back to his days in college. But uh, NFL, different level. And, you know, the way that they're taking these, you know, bruises on on Sunday, I'm just – that's my big thing about the running back situation moving forward is, like, I love Henderson and what he can do. But, like, if he goes down, now really where are we looking at? And that's where, you know, McVay came out and said, oh, they're going to stick within, you know, for right now. And I don't know how long I believe that maybe right now, right now, but I think as you get into camp, like you always hear camp bodies and things like that. I think you got to bring in a mm-hmm. couple guys, whether they're veterans or somebody that's just kind of in limbo right now um, and get them in because just that injury concern and, and the history of Henderson is really where I start to have questions. But I think that McVeigh and his creativeness in the offense will find a way to keep this, you know, shit moving forward. But man, if we get another injury at that position, now you're really going uh, crap. We got to, we really got to, you know, what's CJ Anderson doing? Probably like streaming some video yeah. games right now, but let's get him up. Let's get him <laughs> on a treadmill. Let's start it at like, you know, three and let's work our way up. See how, how far the big guy can go. Cause Hey, we, we <laughs> used him quickly in, in a pinch and, and seemed to work. So I got faith in McVay to be able to find a running back and make it work, but uh, not loving it right now. Yeah, I 100% agree right now. Obviously, you know, the outlook is bleak, unfortunately, because when you lose a superstar player, you know, you might be able to recreate a lot of that with a committee backfield or something like that. But still, you don't have Cam Akers. He was that guy. The Rams drafted him very highly for a reason. And it just sucks that he's going to be sidelined. But we're going to dive into some of those interesting numbers that Brad and I talked about for a second in the next segment. Take a look at how are they going to split up this backfield? Is there anyone that we think they might add in free agency? Or do they have the guys in-house right now to make up those roles and fill in that production that they need in their running game going into next season? And while we've got you here, make sure to come connect with us on Twitter for all the coverage you need on the Los Angeles Rams. You can find me at QB's MEP, Brad at LA underscore Rambling Bear, and the page at Locked on Rams. If you guys are into betting, you should absolutely check out Bet Online. They are one of our sponsors for this episode, BetOnline.ag. We're talking about every sport you can imagine. The NBA Finals are currently on. The NHL playoffs just ended. The Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning, once again. That's pretty interesting. You got the Euro Cup that just passed. UFC, MMA action. We've seen the fight the past week with Dustin Poirier as well as Conor McGregor. A little bit unfortunate, but if you guys are into watching sports and you're into sports betting... They have every sport you can imagine from season-long betting to in-game betting, week-to-week type stuff. Make sure to take a look over there. All you have to do is get on your laptop or your mobile device and check out all their great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. 
Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. That's betonline.ag. Welcome back to the second segment of this unfortunate episode of the Locked On Rams podcast. I'm not used to saying that because, man, I've been lucky over the course of the last year here at the Locked On Rams pod. There have not really been any mysteriously or very serious injuries outside of that five game sample, I guess you could say, for Andrew Whitworth or, you know, losing Traven Howard last offseason to a season ending injury, but none to star players like Cam Akers. And of course, we talked about it in the first segment. Akers is going to miss the entire season, but there is still some good news. And we're going to dive into some of the numbers here that I think will show a bit of a you know, good side of what the Rams have going on in their current backfield. So going back to last season, and these numbers are all sourced from PFF. And I said this, you know, on some of the other episodes, when you compare a guy like Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, I've talked about how eerily similar their statistics were. The same could be said for Akers and Henderson, which I guess is a good thing too, right? Because now if you need Henderson to step up as the running back one, I mean, the more he can do in terms of filling the shoes of Akers, the better off they're going to be. So you look back to their numbers last year, very, very similar. The rushing attempts, 145 for Akers, 138 for Henderson. So only seven apart. You look at the yards, Akers led with 625. Daryl Henderson literally had one yard less with 624. The first downs is where things, I think, start to become a little bit interesting. And I think, obviously, you could just kind of, you know, chalk it up to maybe a difference in offensive production. But 28 first downs as a rusher for Akers, 40 for Henderson. And I mean, if anyone cares, 29 for Malcolm Brown. So Henderson (laughs) led the way by a decent margin there. You look at the missed tackles forced 21 for acres, 22 for Henderson. Once again, very similar rushing yards per attempt, 4.3 for acres, 4.5 for Henderson. You look at the yards after contact per attempt. So, you know, what are they creating after they actually get contacted? 2.8 yards for acres, 2.7 for Henderson very, very similar. And then the last two statistics, I don't want to bombard you guys with too much here. The explosive plays rushing. So rushes of 10 plus yards, 12 for acres last year, 20 for Henderson, which is kind of interesting. And then the last one, the first down or touchdown percentage of their carries. So how high of a percentage of all of their carries went for a first down or a touchdown? It was 19.3% of K makers carries. 29% for Daryl Henderson. And I did share two more interesting stats, you know, that I dug up because I always got to dig these up. And uh, this was a sample size of the last two years with all running backs included that had 150 or more carries. Daryl Henderson's 28.2% of his rushing attempts went for first downs or touchdowns. That ranked third among every single running back in that sample size over the last two years. So very, very impressive. Now, you know, obviously these numbers are very, very similar. And I think we kind of alluded to it in the first segment. We both expect Henderson to be the next guy up. And I think that he's going to get a lot of run, especially as a runner, like, you know, as a receiver, maybe not so much because when you look back to last season, he only played in 50% or more of the offensive snaps in two weeks. And obviously that's not a lot. And a lot of his production did come as an actual runner and not a receiver out the backfield. So that kind of leads me to believe that This guy is going to be the primary runner, and you mentioned it, maybe in that 60% workload, maybe in that 70% workload. We'll see where that kind of falls, but you know, I think he's going to be primarily the runner, but then there's a few more other guys on the roster that are going to step up potentially as receivers. You got guys like Xavier Jones, you got Raymond Calais, and of course, seventh-round pick Jake Funk, who the Rams just drafted not too long ago. So it seems like, you know, on the 
statistical sheet or, you know, just kind of on the outside looking in, the Rams should be relatively fine when it comes to their running game. And obviously when you include Matthew Stafford now, maybe a more explosive offense, maybe that running game hits another gear that they didn't have last season, even without Akers. So things maybe are not that bad. But Brad, you know, when you look at this roster, we know Henderson is going to be the guy. They're probably going to find someone else that is currently on the roster right now to of course, give him a little bit of a break in between series and maybe someone that's going to step up as a receiver. Do you think there's anyone on this roster that you like as the next guy up in a rotation? Or would you kind of look out of house, even though Sean McVay and Adam Schefter and all these guys said right now they're not going to look out of house, would you potentially look at some free agents to maybe add? Or do you think right now what they have in-house should be enough to suffice? Well, after hearing all those stats, break out the printing press. Let's pump out some two seven <laughs> jerseys. Let's go. I mean, that was yeah. – I mean, that's what I love about a good old stat, you know, dig right there because you can uh, – you. You told me you, you hate these uh, player A, player B, blank comparison yeah. things. Like, you did that right there. That would be a yeah. tough one to guess, right? And obviously, we know who the lead back is and, and what we're missing with Cam Akers. But you got to love that stuff. Again, goes back to the health of uh, Henderson. He can do it if he stays healthy. I'm sure McVay's mm-hmm. going to find some ways to get him uh, involved. And you mentioned those other guys that we have. And, and it's one of these... You know, going into the season last year, how many people knew James Robinson on the Jags, right? Yeah. Like nobody, right? And mm-hmm. there's there's every year there's running backs like that. And and maybe that is kind of Henderson as far as the lead, but maybe some of these other guys, uh, you know, in Jones and Calais and and even Funk that like, hey, training camp just got real, real, really real, really fast. Like you went from like, oh, maybe get, get some special teams look, you know, I'm looking for a punt <laughs> return. Now all of a sudden you're like, Hey, I might want some third down passing situations. Like I really, you know, it makes it interesting for those guys uh, deeper on the roster. And I think that they're going to have to have, again, going back to being able to keep Henderson healthy for a whole season. And we've gone through this with Todd Gurley, right? We came out the season and we were giving Gurley all the carries and then it just slowed down as he started wearing out. And obviously Gurley and his knee are a little bit different than some of these situations for maybe some of these young guys that haven't gotten the run, but uh, with Henderson, I think you, ha- you have to be mindful of his usage because what's the point of having him be have this breakout year and then run out of gas in week 16, right? It's not worth mm-hmm. it. So you got to find a way to, I don't want to say minimize his touches, but be smart about how much you're giving him and how early on. So I think they're definitely going to have a role and we'll see which one of those guys kind of rises to the opportunity. And I think we'll all be surprised because right now we don't really have anything on these guys other than you know some college stuff maybe some preseason stuff which we haven't had so i don't even know if we have any of that mm-hmm. for those guys so i think it's going to be a really really fun camp battle to see who's backing them up and then like you mentioned like who else is coming in because you can tell me all you want mcveigh that you're not looking to get anybody right now and that's probably the smart thing to say because you know you don't want to start driving prices up on people and start playing you know trying to get a couple extra mil or trying to get certain things into the guarantee, whatever it may be. Like yeah. you got to still evaluate who's out there and what there is, but there's, there's a decent, uh, no, let's take that back. Not decent lot out there, but there's some <laughs> names out there and some names that you could definitely recognize. So I think, I think it's a mix of uh, developing the talent in house. It's why you go draft these guys. It's why you go and pick these guys up. I think, uh, was it Calais that we picked up off uh, the wire last year and yeah. added them. So, I mean, like they, they were eyeing, that position is always trying to add talent and they'll tell you uh, in any press conference that they're always looking to upgrade in certain positions and bring people on, but it's going to be a fight to see who kind of gets that secondary role. Cause it's there, but who can block who also can yeah. catch like the things that you need 
that Cam Akers did a little bit of everything out of. I didn't expect Henderson to come in and be our third down protector. Uh, so who is that, right? Is, is that mm-hmm. Jones? Is it Calais? Is it is it Funk? Does that he specialize in that in the offseason? Like, you know, I, I'd be mm-hmm. looking to find one thing like that and just do it really well and find a way to work into the offense where – you can be brought in for a certain thing and, and maybe then down the road you can be a, a decoy. Okay, he's coming in for the pass and you know sneak a run by him or whatever it may be. But they're going to have to utilize those guys and, and they are definitely going to have to look in the open market and see what type of opportunity there is for guys and you know the jokes of Todd Gurley going around. And I think you laid it out pretty well on Twitter, basically saying like, <laughs> dude, it couldn't have gotten uglier with Todd Gurley. Uh, didn't pay the man the money he was owed. And you think we're really going to call him back and be like, well, I'd be worse technically still paying you i think right like might as well come back and earn it you know let's we got new jerseys you didn't get to see the new stadium as a ram like come on this is the the building that todd Gurley built i think he said that at one point so come back um i don't i don't see it you know there's uh other guys out there mark ingram was another one i heard Le'Veon bell like some of these names that are past their age adrian peterson was another one that's being thrown out there played with stafford old veteran at least i like that he could help develop our group, maybe that's what you look at, bringing in a veteran that can help these young guys or go try to find maybe the best available and try to get the most out of them. But I think it's going to have to evaluate talent and figure out where's the hole, and that's what you fill with one of these guys that's out in the market. But like I said, I mean, it's not the greatest crop out there, but there's some there's some guys, so they're going to have to get creative. <laughs> yeah, there's a few names, nothing too crazy, but you know, I want to spend that final segment diving into some names that I kind of dug up that I think – could be potential options and why I certainly would not add Todd Gurley. You mentioned it <laughs> or a Le'Veon Bell or any of these big name guys that everyone wants. Listen, guys, it's been half a decade since some of these guys have been good. I mean, yeah, it's time to let it go. You know, the Rams trust their young players. They always do this year after year and deservedly so, you know, so I don't think a lot of these guys are going to be options and I'll dive into why in the final segment. We're going to kind of wrap it up in the final segment, put a bow tie on it. And Brad, I just kind of thought of something interesting. I'm going to put you on the spot in the final segment, give you a little over under for Daryl Henderson. We'll see like kind of where me and you, how confident we are in this guy going into next season. So make sure to stick around for that final segment. We're going to dive into some very juicy stuff and uh, make sure to come back to us here throughout the rest of the week at the Locked on Rams podcast. We're going to continue our training camp positional preview series and probably continue diving into some of this running back discussion moving forward. The fitness industry is designed to confuse you, and I know that firsthand because over the last two and a half, three years at this point, I've lost 155 pounds, and you're going to hear all kinds of weird things coming from the left, coming from the right. Do this diet. Do this training. If you guys are looking to lose weight, maximize your protein intake, and move any way you find desirable, one of those ways that you can get that protein intake every day is by checking out our sponsor at Built Bar. They have by far the best protein bars I've ever tried, and I'm telling you guys, I've tried all of them. The texture is absolutely unlike any other protein bar out there, and they have so many different flavors, all of which taste great, by the way, that you can design your box, you can pick and choose which flavors you prefer, and there are so many to choose from. I mean, these selections are never ending. They're also healthy, they're low in calories, they're low in sugar, they're high in fiber, and if you're on the keto diet, they even work for you. You even get a free cooler with your purchase while the supplies last. All you have to do is just go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Today on the Lockdown Today podcast, why Evan Mobley might not be a lock for Houston with the second overall pick. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app, 
or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the final segment of this running back special episode of the Locked on Rams podcast. I'm your host, Sosa Kremenges, and I'm joined by my guy, Brad Motter. And I talked about it right before the break in the final segment. And I just don't think the Rams are currently going to be very enamored with trying to add some of these veteran running backs in the wake of the Cam Akers injury. And, you know, I got a lot of mentions today on Twitter. I'm going to say that. (laughs) And a lot of them were very similar. Where's Le'Veon Bell? What's he up to? What's Todd Gurley doing? What's Adrian Peterson doing? Listen, guys, I get it. You know, these guys got big names. Some of these guys are going to be Hall of Famers. You look at Adrian Peterson in specific, you know, but I do not really get the intrigue with at least two out of the three here. So Le'Veon Bell... This guy hasn't averaged more than four yards per carry in any season since 2016. Someone asked me, do you think he would fit into McVay's system? I said, no, he doesn't fit in any system. This guy hasn't been good in half a decade. The last time this guy was good, I was in university. Like, it's been so long. It's time to let that one go. I don't think Le'Veon Bell's an option. I do not think Todd Gurley's an option. You kind of mentioned it. That whole parting was not pretty, and the guy was taking jabs at the Rams, jokingly, of course, but you know, for quite a long time, I don't see any way that would work. In terms of Adrian Peterson, I think there's a possibility there. Of course, he played with Matthew Stafford in Detroit, and I actually think he probably has the most juice out of all three of those guys, even though he's the oldest, right. which is kind of weird to say, but the guy's still special. He's still got a little bit of juice in those legs, but you know, I look at this free agent list, and it is bare. There is not many great options here, but kind of by association the names i'm looking at chris thompson maybe you know this is a guy that played a lot of football in washington as well as jacksonville specifically washington he was there with sean McVay, of course as the receiving game back and he could you know find that role with the rams if they do want to look for a guy outside of the building i mentioned adrian peterson of course i think bo scarborough another name that played with stafford in detroit a bigger bodied guy. So maybe they want to get someone that's, you know, 6'2", 6'3", 230, 240 in there that can block, like you mentioned, or even steal some of those very, very short yardage carries. Maybe that's a guy that they look at. And then the one name that I think is maybe the most intriguing, that's Duke Johnson. You know, this guy's 27 years old, a very, very good receiving back in the NFL over the course of his career. Currently a free agent, doesn't have a lot of wear on his tires, only 459 career carries. But this guy can really make an impact coming out of the backfield. But again, it doesn't seem likely that the Rams are going to go out of house. And I can't really blame them for that. You know, at the end of the day, running backs are a dime a dozen. And sure, it's going to be hard to replace Akers. But I don't think any of those guys are really going to help you do it. I think you probably got a better shot at just hoping somebody young brings a lot more energy, a lot more burst, explosiveness. And you can sort of fill it in that way as opposed to actually going out and signing one of these retreads or one of these older guys that just doesn't offer much in terms of the actual game or in terms of their actual legs by now but brad i kind of said that i was going to put you on spot and i think i know which way i'm going to go here but i got to hear how confident you are i guess in terms of daryl henderson's output this season so i thought of it just now and maybe it's a little bit conservative with the new 17 game schedule but i was going to ask you over or under, do you think Daryl Henderson will be able to crack 1,000 yards rushing this season? Oh, man. I was wondering where I'm like, is, <laughs> is he going to be nice and go under 1,000? Do I have to do that 1,000-yard <laughs> mark? I got to say, I, I mean, for for this season to be a success, and unless, like, you just named the guys that are out there and no one's coming in and, you know, ripping off 800 yards in that group, um, mm-hmm. I think you have to still lead with Henderson you, and you spit it in the second segment. You gave some really great stats on how this guy can still be explosive. I think I got to go over because the Rams can't mm-hmm. go away from 
like a game plan of having a mix offense, right? Some of their best days have been working off the play action, working the run, being able to set that up. Matt Stafford does that really well. I don't want to see a system where Matt Stafford is thrown 50 times a game because we don't feel confident in a running back behind him. I think Henderson will yep. give some confidence to be able to hand the ball off and maybe have, you know, a game like Cam Akers did against New England where he had, you know, 28 plus carries and, you know, broke off 200 yards where they can get him going and they'll go, hey, let's just run with this and, you know, work in some of these other guys. So I'm going to say over on that. I'm not overly confident on that but again going back to your list i just want to kind of mention a couple things i love duke johnson too um it's been interesting for him because he's never really gotten a fair shake sometimes i feel like he's gets brought yeah. in and they bring in another guy or it just it, it always seems to not really work out for duke i mean it happened in cleveland it happened in houston for him where he felt like he was going to get a chance to be the guy so again he wouldn't mm-hmm. be coming in as the guy but it would probably be one of his more clear-cut roles coming in uh, and he could do a lot out of the backfield um you know weirdly interested in in tj yeldon for the same reason like yeah probably not a lot of work on those legs he he did it through jacksonville and a few other places where he thought he was gonna be the guy didn't really end up being the guy uh can catch the ball really well but i'm with you uh, looking at some of those other names, Devontae Freeman, like, will he last three games? I don't know. Todd Gurley, same deal. Le'Veon Bell, like, yeah, when was the last time you see him do anything uh, where, you know, it's worth, you know, putting the money down into it? Bo Scarborough, like, mm-hmm. maybe Bo Scarborough of Alabama, if he, that guy exists still. Like, <laughs> I, it's so weird to me. Like, I thought he was going to be the next, like, Derrick Henry, right? Size, mm-hmm. just blowing people over and uh, just got to the NFL and maybe maybe left a year too early. But, Good familiarity there. Ito Smith, another guy, like a little interesting. I think he had some injury problems, but he he outgrew uh, Todd Gurley in Atlanta at one point. So he got him back. Um, that's another interesting name. I think there's definitely some interesting names to add, but I, I'm with you. And and for the over under to to wrap that up is I'm going to go over because looking at that list, I just don't see a guy who's going to come in and eat into the offense. And unless there's a guy on this roster already that somehow um can wow and in, in preseason or get those first couple games where he gets 10 carries and starts killing it and McVay's going okay maybe we are more of a 50 50 backfield or a 60 40 now in in a new direction that we thought the big thing for me to hit that over is gonna be Henderson's gotta play 15 games like mm-hmm. he can't go eight games 10 games like he's gotta play 15 plus games or 14 plus games you know taking the bye 17 weeks so He's just only can miss a couple games, and and that's the one thing where you know I'd lose that bet really quick. I wouldn't put a lot of money on that over, but uh, <laughs> the juice would probably be on the over, and and you know I'd I'd be willing to take that. I like that because and, and that was a good name drop, Ito Smith. That was one I didn't really even think of. He obviously played in Atlanta. He got Todd Gurley benched last year, took over that running back one job, and of course there's the Raheem Morris connection now. So yeah, another name to look out for, and a good receiving back. So if the Rams are looking for someone to you know, compliment Henderson because we know he's going to be the guy that could be a name to look out for, of course. So good name drop there. But I have an interesting tidbit of news to share here. Daryl Henderson, according to PFF last year, and I remembered this was the case. I just didn't know when it dropped off. According to PFF, he was the highest graded running back through eight weeks of the season last year with a 90.2 rushing grade. Number one, I'm telling you, there was not another running back rated higher Love than it. this guy. And that was, of course, before Cam Akers took over the, you know, bell cow job. And then kind of Daryl Henderson had his, I think it was a thigh or a groin injury or something, a hamstring. And that knocked him out the rest of the season. And so, you know, things kind of fell off for him there. But this guy is really, really good. And I don't want people to forget that. 
He's got a lot of talent. He actually led the college football landscape in yards per carry. I think it was his last season in Memphis or his last two seasons or something. It was like eight and a half yards per carry. It was ridiculous. It how was crazy. Yeah. Was yeah. Them, it yeah, was, it was like, house. it was like double digits. Cause it was like, every time he touched, <laughs> yeah. it was guaranteed first down. And, and again, yeah. going back to that, you know, you're saying he's the number one running back through X amount of weeks last season. He's got the juice to do it. And then, you know, mm-hmm. I think that injury came in Seattle on the goal line and they tripped him up at the goal line. And that's, what's crazy about football is it looked like just a tackle at the goal line. Boom. He's out. Cam Akers took away the rest of the season, but uh, going to mm-hmm. be so important because he's got the juice. Can he stay healthy? 100%. You know, I don't have any questions about his talent or ability. I legitimately think, and I've mentioned it on this podcast too, I think they have two starting running backs, you know, the Rams. And Henderson is, of course, the second one in beside Akers. But now it's his job. It's his role. We're going to get a good look at who this guy really is as a running back. He should get extensive amount of work this season. The only question can he handle the workload? Can he stay healthy for, you know, 17 weeks and potentially however many weeks they get in the playoffs if they make it there? Of course, you know, Sean McVay is probably going to want that guy to last now with already one running back lost. So maybe there's a little bit scaling back of touches or something like that. Interesting thing to look at is how much do we then go back to the wide receivers running the football, right? I mean, we saw yes. uh, Robert Woods. I thought, okay, cool. He's going to step back on that role. Uh, we got Deshaun Jackson here now, Cooper Cup. Like those three guys, I would be interested to see the chunk of growth from last year to this year as far as their usage he's always been pretty consistent with i think robert woods leads all wide receivers in the past three years as far as yards and touchdowns uh but i expect that to either stay the same or increase because for for once i thought it was going to back up you know we got the full-on running Mm -hmm. back and we've got the two guys and you know staffers we don't have to do that as much but look for that to continue to be a part of this offense as trying to gain anything on the ground, Sean McVay might have to get creative at times depending on the health of that backfield. And you know what's crazy? You just reminded me, I guess it's kind of awkward to put it here at the end, but the Rams waived (laughs) former wide receiver, punt returner, kick returner, Simba Webster. And the reason I bring that up now is because you talked about, you know, maybe a little bit more wide receivers being used in the running game and the jet sweep kind of game. It might be 2-2 at well time. You know, this is a guy that probably wasn't going to get a lot of work at receiver. We all kind of assume that. But he's very, very shifty, like a Tavon Austin. Maybe you want to put him in the backfield now, you know, on third downs or in these weird packages or scenarios where you can get him a few more touches as a ball carrier, get him a few more snaps, get him in, you know, space with the ball in his hands where he can be explosive. So I think the possibilities are endless. Of course, the news sucks. We hate it. Uh, It's, you know, going to be prayers up for Cam Akers. Hopefully he can make a good and speedy recovery. You know, come back in 2022 with a nice long a break where he can actually just focus on getting right and not really have to be pushed into anything early. So unfortunate news, but that is going to wrap it up for this podcast. Uh, we're going to continue to dive into this running back angle because I feel like it's going to be very, very interesting moving forward. And of course, if the Rams decide to make any moves, any changes, any additions, we're going to keep you guys updated on that. So for now, it's going to be the Daryl Henderson show for the Rams in 2021. We're going to see how that one goes. But just a reminder, you guys can come connect with us on Twitter at QBsMEP, at LA underscore Rambling Bear, and at Lockdown Rams. And please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.